0: Welcome to Intelligently Emotional. I am your host, Heidi Roberts, a certified thought regulation coach, former massive people pleaser, and creative enthusiast. People pleasing is suppression of authenticity, and in this podcast, we discuss what goes on behind the scenes of your emotional mind from a neurological, spiritual, and practical level so women like us everywhere can break free from people-pleasing reactive thought patterns and truly own and value our voices. I am beyond grateful that out of the millions of other podcasts, you chose to listen here. The fight between IQ and EQ is over, so let's celebrate being intelligently emotional. Welcome back, beautiful souls. Today, I wanted to share with you my story because gaining control over my emotional responses has completely changed my life. You see, growing up in a household with a mother who was an alcoholic with an anxious attachment style and father who was a focused, hardworking laborer with an avoidant attachment style, learning to cope with my emotions in a healthy manner was practically non-existent. And conditioning from growing up in this type of environment meant that I was continuously questioning if someone truly cared about me. I was seeking external validation for my worth whilst at times experiencing major traumas such as getting raped and repressing those emotions because of thoughts that if someone knew they would try to use this information to control or manipulate me. I was so grateful that the school I was attending made it mandatory that I speak to a psychologist once a week as I was on probation for not attending my classes. Um, And she was the only person I confided in at the time who expressed professional support. And it's worth noting that the only reason I did decide to share was because my academic standing was on the line being stupid and sexually assaulted that was just a thought that wouldn't gain me any external validation and if i passed college though at least people would know i was smart so this craving to be admired by all only grew as time went on finding myself in Relationship after relationship because the thought of being single meant not being worthy of love. And it was in my second serious relationship, one that was full of lustful passion and childish adventure that allowed me comfort in the search of emotional intelligence. You see, I noticed a pattern in my behaviors. I was placing the importance of his dreams before my own because I didn't understand my direction. We were encountering egotistic arguments, reactive heightened emotions and continuous instability because we were always looking for the other to understand and regulate our emotions without truly comprehending our own. And so I was feeling so lost and unfulfilled and it brought me to the decision of helping myself. And what better way to start helping yourself than to dive into the self-help section at a local bookstore. And that was 2016, seven years ago today. I was reading books from authors like Eckhart Tolle, Gabrielle Bernstein, Michael A. Singer, and so many others. And I, I it began to spark clarity on a plethora of topics related to self-development. I was developing an understanding that the world Is energy and matter which is precisely what we are made of therefore we have the ability to operate our energy and focus it into creating the lives that we want to build I was grasping a comprehension that when we love we receive love and when we judge we receive judgment I was discovering that our ego is a survival guide hasn't evolved with our evolution and still loves to feed our pain body. And becoming aware of this fact is when we can begin to understand our childhood conditioning and how dealing with our triggers can be transformational on its own. And During this season of knowledge consumption, I found myself in another romantic relationship. And this time with someone who exuded a very secure attachment style, someone who was focused on their career path but didn't require my aid, simply my support. And during this time is when I began heavily consuming teachings from podcasts, right? Tony Robbins, Cara Lowenthal, Brooke Castillo, Rob Dial, just to name a few. And I was grasping a more practical approach to the art of emotional regulation. You know, recognizing that our thoughts control our emotions, which determine our actions. I was getting comfortable with analyzing my decisions with compassion instead of judgment. I was learning systematically how to recognize my thought and behavioral patterns. So at this season of my life, I remember detaching from being overtly emotional and honing in on strategic ways of being. Within my romantic relationship that lasted around three years, I remember prohibiting myself from being overtly emotional because I began to think that showcasing emotion through reaction was wrong. I labeled it through my understanding of the teachings that rejection provided a portal for weakness, which meant that I was teaching myself to witness and disregard my emotions Instead of witnessing and feeling my emotions. Ultimately, leading to the decision of choosing solitude. Instead of staying with my partner. Because the safe space he provided for me. To review and understand my emotions. Was not the safe space that I needed to provide for myself. And it was then in 2019. And the terror of solitude, even though it was my choice to pursue it, filled me with discouragement, alienation, and returning limiting beliefs of not being worthy of even my own love. Externally, though, I had a stable job, friends, supportive family members, and yet I felt completely disconnected. I felt like I needed to take action, but again, was at square one and didn't really know where to turn. Almost as if the depression that I went silently um, through years prior, right, after being raped was resurfacing, and only this time, only this time, I knew it was okay to reach out for help, so... Since all of these life coaches and enlightened gurus brought me so much valuable insight, I thought it was time to reach out to a coach and get coached. Gabriella Embon ended up being the life coach that I reached out to and it didn't take her long to encourage me to enroll in her school where I would learn the tactical ways in which she's helped so many people along their life's journeys And I could do the same, not only in my life, but also to provide that service to others. It was a six-month intensive course. Um, It was at a cost of $4,000. And I remember not having any money to my name, but decided I would figure out a way. I lived on my own. I set up payment plans, and I proceeded forward. The course taught me about... Theta healing practices, neuro-linguistic learning styles, decision-making processes, progressive goal setting, the four zones that people reside in living in, and, and how to reach Ikigai, which is essentially living within your dharma, which is essentially living within your zone of genius. I learned about limiting perceptions in more depth, discovering our unique abilities and those of others, and widening my horizons on the law of attraction while consciously putting an incredible amount of effort into rewiring my beliefs. Subconsciously, which governs about 95% of our decisions, the terror of being alone guided me into another romantic relationship. And this time, with someone very spiritual I began witnessing my manifestations come into fruition quickly. And I landed a managerial position working directly with a CEO. I started traveling with my boyfriend and the company that I was working for at the time. And my partner at that season of my life showered me with gifts, uh, emotional support, and even at times financial support. And nearing the end of 2019, with all of the knowledge that I had consumed and experiences I underwent those three years, it was high time for application of the skills that I was acquiring. And it felt so dauntingly heavy. I was pressuring myself to get out there and be an inspirational leader because I had learned all of this knowledge and it needed to be shared with the world so that I could help people at a larger scale and be recognized for it. Ego. Then my partner at the time discussed the idea of getting married and my amygdala took flight. I was, I was only 26 years old. I was, I wasn't ready for marriage. I wasn't ready to be recognized for being a thought leader. I wasn't ready, I I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. So I took flight. I ended my relationship. I coached a few people here and there through insightful conversations, but mostly put my pursuits on hold and allowed myself to just be wild, to have no regard for energetic responsibilities. I completely became unhinged. I began exploring sexually with multiple partners, going on dates with men and women, partying more, working longer hours in my corporate position, applying the knowledge I learned whilst in my position, but after working hours, I just allowed my reactive self to emerge and play. And after a short year, the global pandemic named COVID-19 slapped everyone with fierce. And you remember my fear of being lonely? Well now, with the lockdown, curfew, and every entertainment establishment being closed, still living alone, I was forced into solitude. Forced into facing what I'd learned over the years and truly applying it to my life. But my ego did not go down without a fight. So I welcomed an individual with an avoidant attachment style who had similar childhood wounds. And instead of my regular secure attachment style, I began to envelop anxious qualities, worrying about his perception of me, allowing it to calculate decisions of my worth and continuing to tolerate his belittling demeanor, um, reluctance to expressing emotion, gaslighting tendencies and I was trying my best to adhere to the rules that he was establishing for this connection so much so that my body on multiple occasions would break down while I was in tears over this situationship because in my mind my fear of solitude propelled me to grow such an attachment to him These were warning signs that I wasn't surrendering to. And as time progressed, we developed this habit of being in consistent surface level communication over text for a few months, to not hearing from him for months on end, to randomly seeing him once a year. And then during the times we were in communication, I exuded reactive behavior. i was expressing myself through ways of urgency and not responsiveness and then during the times we weren't together or communicating i surrendered a little more i allowed myself to embrace my solitude i began getting out of my comfort zone trying new things such as painting video editing getting curious about numerology and astrology i Began listening to new music and tracking the music that I was listening to. By the time I had, by that time, um, actually, (laughs) I had been journaling every day and providing myself with that safe space that I needed for deliberate internal reflection. I began diving deeper and deeper into educating myself on neuroplasticity and the art of rewiring old conditioned beliefs. I took master classes with people who were dominating my field of study like Tony Robbins and Rob Dial and Rich Litvin. I was coaching people, open-mindedly and heartedly honing my skill set and yet every time he would return into my life, sometimes by his volition, a lot of the time by mine, my anxious attachment style would reignite and it was once again time to put into practice all that I was learning about regulating my thoughts and emotions. And it occurred to me often during those moments that self awareness was only one part of the equation of developing emotional intelligence. Other aspects that required more attention were discovering spiritual intellectual and physical needs and meeting those needs for myself and interestingly enough interestingly enough throughout the entire time of this connection i learned to embrace and enjoy my solitude i developed an incredible amount of self-worth understanding of standards and boundaries so much so that it reached a point in my journey where i realized living within my dharma my purpose meant more to me than a comfortable corporate position it meant more to me than surrounding myself with individuals who gravitated towards my old people pleasing tendencies because it served them it meant more to me than in genuine friendships that had been floating in my life for years It was then that I decided to take the biggest risk I've ever made in my life and begin my entrepreneurship journey. It was in those late moments of 2021 where I truly understood the impact of emotional intelligence and how necessary this skill set is to develop in a world where rapid reactiveness is being idolized. It was at that moment that I finally realized that we require this knowledge and consistent application in order to build a better world, a more reflective, compassionate, and loving world where through the art of emotional intelligence, self-seduction, education of thyself can truly promote healthy ways of effective communication, conflict resolution, and a true sense of oneness with the divine that surrounds us and is within us all. When I doubled down on taking action towards my purpose in life, that's when everything started to connect. I feel like my third eye opened and I can say with conviction that the development of emotional intelligence and the consistent practice of regulating my thoughts and emotions has drastically changed my life. Every day, I show up with more confidence in the space that I hold, in my abilities, in my light. Every day, I approach with an open mind and heart to learn and love. Every day i true cho- I choose to serve with kindness, compassion, and direction while, Holding firm in my boundaries and standards, and yes, it can be challenging, but every day I embody the Heidi that I am creating. And I'm trying my best to make more calculated decisions, to recognize my energy, and I am forever grateful for this lifelong journey of cultivating a higher consciousness. You see, it has transformed my entire way of living, my entire being, and it can transform yours as well, if and only if you choose it to. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this podcast resonated with you, if you felt an energetic calling to learn more be sure to follow me on Instagram at HeidiMTLCoach and TikTok at Lively Heidi. I post consistently and absolutely love connecting with my community. Also, be sure to tag me and let me know what resonated when you were listening to this podcast because it's the only way I know you are tuning in. I am sending you so much love and I'll see you next time.